The sun is going down on the mountain lake and a couple of ducks try taking off. And then there's the Alex cast. Come on down to the standard. 14 Northeast 22nd. 14 Northeast 22nd. Northeast Portland. Conveniently in America. Perfect. It is an Alex cast. Let's do this. Uh, acapella. Mateo, you're, you're a musician, right? I, I don't claim to be now. <laughs> okay, good. So you can follow along. Welcome to Wormhole. <laughs> Something about space war. <laughs> ah, there, the Alex Cast theme. Da da. Concertita. <laughs> All right. Yay. Yay. We're good. So, hello. Bonjour. Bonjour. Bonsoir. Bon. Not, I don't know. I mean, um, yes, Alex, c'est la... Alex Gass. Ce soir, je suis accompagnant de Michel et Matteo dans le spectacle Croix. Bonjour, mon ami. Comment ça va? Me amo, Miguel. <laughs> Fermez la bouche. Exactly. Très stupide, American. Um, yes. Hello, guys. How are you? Confused. Doing good, buddy. Good. Great. Grand. That is all the French I know, and I mispronounced most of it. However. You sold me, man. Yeah, I didn't know what was happening. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I said, hello, my name's Alex from the Alex cast, and I'm joined tonight by Mike and Mateo from the What Show. But I couldn't figure out what the word was, so I went with spectacular. But then I realized I don't really know how to say that in French, so I just went like spectacular, because... <laughs> It's a hard word. <laughs> spectacle. Well, because it, it's just spelled spectacle, but I'm in French, I'm sure it's like spectaculaire or something like that, but I didn't, yeah. The point is, I'm fucking awesome at French. I believe it. I was thoroughly impressed. Yes. Ich bin wunderbar von Deutsch, also. Now you're just being a dick. No, but that, <laughs> no, but I actually do speak German. That, that I spent about a half an hour trying to remember. I, it's not even what I wanted to say. I just, those were the only words I could remember in French. So I was putting it together, writing it down on a piece of paper going, all right, I know how to say hello. I don't know how to say podcast. So, all right, we got to figure that one out. So no, but German, <laughs> I actually know a little bit of. It's probably just podcast with a French accent. Yeah. Well, they have the, um, in, in, uh, en français, they have the French languages council or something along those lines, but obviously all those words are in French. And they are this hardcore stringent thing about adopting foreign words. So they won't, they won't let podcast in like the big example. So, um, back in the eighties, people that are listening, there was a thing in the eighties called a walk man, which is a portable music device, much like your modern day MP3 player or cellular phone. And, uh, you'd walk around with that, but it got so popular to be calling it a Walkman, but in French they would not. So their solution was to call it like la musique, le walk on in Portlibal. It was like this 12 word long thing to describe a small box that you have headphones sticking out of to listen to music on because they were so against bringing in the, you know, the foreign word. Why didn't they just say walk the word walk and the word man in French together? I, you know, it's a good question. I don't know. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm sure there's a reason for it. You know, it's their, their word, maybe, well, a man, I think, is all, 
But no, that doesn't sound like man all that much. I was going to say maybe it just sounds like Walkman, so people would just get lazy. I don't know. Mateo, what do you think? I think somebody had some street slang shortened version of, of a Walkman in uh, France. Oh, uh, no. All, everybody called it a Walkman. Don't get me wrong. It's just <laughs> the people that, like, do the French dictionary refused it. So every street person, you know, like, that street person, like, every guy in the street would go, like, you know, uh, you know, eh, bon Walkman. And everybody would know, but the, you know, the French language council would, would say, no, we don't use the word Walkman. We use le protobal music et you know, that whole spiel. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was, yeah, it's one of those, um, well, really it's one of those things that I thought was going to be a lot more interesting when I started to say it and, uh, <laughs> uh, it didn't work out. So, all right. What did we, we say we're going to talk about? I haven't had a walk in a while. I would like to have one. <laughs> I don't even have any old cassettes kicking around. Hey, I forgot you need cassettes for those. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be fun. So a couple of questions for you guys before we get like the whole, this whole thing going, this whole powerhouse is this combination of, of <laughs> might versus right. Mike. You are yeah. from the state of New York, and I will not specify further than that. Do you okay. happen to know if the New York metropolitan area Rangers won their hockey match this evening? I have no idea. Oh, okay. They're in the playoffs versus Philly, and um, I got distracted by talking on the phone and then um, watching a bit of a documentary about the fall of ancient Rome. And then I went, ah, fuck, the Rangers were on tonight, and yeah. I was already trying to set up this horseshit. I had no idea, man. I, I I live upstate, and up here NASCAR is more popular than, than hockey. So no shit. All right. I mean, I'm I'm not into either, but so I mean, I wouldn't know anyway. But. Cool. I get to find out if this eject button works because of what you just said. <laughs> hey, I, it's true, man. It's people love NASCAR. It's oh, upsetting because yeah, that's oh, crazy. you're so close to. I mean, Canada's like right there, and hockey and, and <laughs> i mean yeah. i guess you're not that close to buffalo but like buffalo's got a team sort of yeah i mean i'm like three hours from buffalo and oh okay that's but, yeah like, that's really i mean i'm in central new york so it's like really no one gives a shit about hockey in central new york you'll find like three people out of every 20 oh really i thought you were close enough to the lakes that there would be like a uh, good hockey. i mean you'd, you'd think so because yeah. i mean due to location but really no not even would I think so. I did think so until this yeah, very obviously. moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like I need more concertina practice. I thought I could do better than that. I just found out where the, the try. Give it, give it another go. Well, I just I spent today trying to figure out where the where the um the um what 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 are the the evil sounding ones? Those are low notes. Well, there's a, you know, or fifths. Fifths can sound pretty No, I mean too. for, like, regular people. I mean, like, you know, people that don't know anything about music. Like, like, Carl Orff was mostly minor. That's what I'm thinking of. Minor, yeah, right? Minor. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Wait. No, it's that way I gotta do it. Alright, so I only gotta go in. Oh, that wasn't bad. Hear that? Okay, wait, wait we almost yeah, had it. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Alex Cast. Yeah, alright. It's like a race war. It's like a time cop. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys know that the actual theme is about the Jean-Claude Van Damme vehicle time cop. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody wasn't born before 1981, 
uh, I'm sorry because nothing I've said so far made any sense to you. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme was an action star. He's not around anymore. So uh, we Actually, were... What, movie? what do you mean he's not around anymore? He yeah, just he did was... an awesome commercial where he's doing splits between two moving vehicles. That's true. <laughs> and he was in The Expendables. However, um, those are things for old men like us to like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kids will watch it and go, who's that guy? And Or maybe kids will watch it and go, oh, that guy looks like Rob Van Dam because young people do watch wrestling and that guy shows up every now and again. Yeah. Naksum Cow, bro. The oh. White Warrior. Wow. That was pretty good. Uh, you just went deep on the fucking JCVD. <laughs> <laughs> that was, of course, Jesus Christ, a vampire doomer. Um, That's one I want to see. Well, there's a great movie, and I realize as I said that, and this is something I can turn you guys on to if you haven't seen it before, called Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. I have heard of it, but I've not seen oh, it. It's oh, yeah, same here. Wonderfully Canadian movie. And it's uh it's this low budget piece of shit movie that it's it's so it's Jesus Christ comes back to kill lesbian vampires and it's a musical. Oh wow. Yeah. It's why the lesbian ones. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think they're all lesbians. From what I can tell, I don't know. It was it was kind of hard to figure out. But um, uh, Santo was in it. You know that Mexican dude that's been in like a million movies, the luchador mask guy, El Santo. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, he's randomly in it for no good reason, and I think like Mick Foley or somebody, like some known Holy wrestler, shit. just randomly shows up. It was such a fucking weird movie. Sounds amazing though. Uh. Yeah, it was pretty goddamn, well, I mean, by amazing, it was, what's the word that's, uh, like, transcendently awful? Um, so it's kind of, like, amazing. Amazing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> groin-grabbingly amazing. Hey, now. We were talking about things to talk about, and that's how it works out. Of that list of things to talk about are things that I didn't bother to bring up because I was trying to make this work. <laughs> oh, yeah, so... <clears throat> What do you guys want to talk about? I want to talk to you guys about being podcasters because you're doing stuff now and it's fun. As I said, Little Brother Podcast. Or we can talk about our uh, uh, the moving of large stones. I don't know if you guys saw that thing I sent you. Yeah. Let's do them both. Well, I just wanted to see which one you want to talk about first. Your call, Mike. All right. I want to tackle the moving stones because I think that dude's onto something. Exactly. So I, I, I really, after seeing that, it's like, because the, the rolling log explanation I never bought, like put them on the rolling logs and rolled the, because that just didn't make sense. But the way the dude was doing it made perfect sense. Yeah. So for the for the few people listening, uh, there's a there's a clip you can find on YouTube called uh, "The Man Who Moves." What's it called? "The Man Who Moves Monuments." Uh, the man who moves huge blocks. In fact, I'm going to post it on Twitter as we speak. And it shows this dude in, uh, 4, like... 4,000 oh, years ago, Stone Was not expecting noise to start coming out when he did that. Um, <laughs> it shows this dude in Michigan who figured out how to, by himself, take multiple ton stones and move it with just the power of his hands. So, essentially, he just puts an off-center rock, at, like, just off the center of balance, uh, under the, under the stone, the lentil, as they'd call them. And then you push from one side, and you can imagine that the the stone spins on its center and then slightly off axis as you know, you would do with a book or something on a table with a random round object that you'd buy at any 
given Wall Street round object shop. And uh, if so, if you put two, you can spin it and it kind of moves forward a bit. And this video shows this dude moving giant fucking stones in his backyard by himself using only, you know, one manpower. And he also figured out using this kind of rocking mechanism how to stand it up, essentially. Uh, kind of proving, aka, how they moved the uh, the big blocks for Stonehenge and then possibly all the other things, the, the Giza and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And since we're all mostly come from the weirdo side of things, Mike, you thought there was something there. What about you, Mateo? I, no, I definitely think he's on to something. I think that uh, it has to be something close to that. That's the closest thing I've seen. I, I forget the guy's name, but there's that one dude who built, he was like a hermit and he did the same thing around his house. And he said that he knew how they, they built the pyramids. Oh, the guy in Florida, the Crystal Castle dude, uh, Coral yeah. Castle guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, I mean, he was moving some pretty heavy stone too, so I think there's something to what this guy's saying now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting to me. And see, this is my debate, because one, I... If that's true, it's really interesting for about the length of the video. If it's not true, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, if it's not true, it's really fun. And it's like, oh, I can still be interested in this. But if it just turns out it's, you know, you know, uh, Bronze Age people or whatever, you know, era that was moving some shit on a stone. It's there goes all the magic. Like, I want acoustic levitation. I want. You know, uh, what's some kind of alien space car? Anti-gravitics is what I want to make this fun. If it's just they were a bit smarter than us back then, it's oh, where there goes all the magic. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but you can also look at it as being like it took us this long just to figure out that simple thing. Like they did something. That completely baffled us up until some asshole in his backyard started pushing rocks around. Well, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I guess it didn't take us that long. It, we, we just forgot it like a bunch it of took, assholes. Yeah, yeah. It took it took modern man that long. Yeah. We marveled at like how could they possibly do it? Yeah, and then just some schlub from Michigan figured it out. Yeah. Um, but this is, I find that interesting. The, the Coral Castle thing is actually I want to bring up, which. There's a story about that where have you got you guys ever looking at Michael Tellinger? I think I've I think I've name dropped him to you before. He's that guy in South Africa that apparently found the lab that uh that um the what do they call him that uh Enki uh, engineered humans in, you know, two hundred million years ago when the Nibiru people came down. Does this familiar at all? No. You know the no. Right, so essentially the Zachariah Sitchin thing where the aliens came down and genetically engineered us. This guy, Michael Tellinger, says he found the spot that it happened. There's all this ancient structures that are there that are older than anything else around. And on it, he found all these, um, you call them, I think they're called bell stones. And the bell stones have two components, like a big stone and then like a kind of a, uh, almost like a, uh, essentially just another kind of cone-shaped stone. And you bang them together and it rings like a bell, like a full-out bell. And, you know, just a, you know, normal geological thing. But the reference is that these are part of the levitation thing that they knew about. Much like this guy that can move large stones. That there is an acoustic levitation thing and this guy found the evidence of it. But what's weird is that that Crystal Castle thing 
apparently there was a story where these little kids had seen the guy moving the the coral. Like there's one story about people having watched him do it. And they said they saw him holding two ice cream cones and yep. levitating the rocks, which goes to back down to South Africa, where this guy found these ice cream cone shaped things, the bell rock thing. And he says that this is kind of the, the power source or whatever, or the, this is the technology they were utilizing back then. Kind of, I mean, I don't know if it makes me think that might be true, but since we were so stupid, we couldn't figure out, put a fucking pebble under the big rock to make it move. <laughs> like, could we just be missing something that simple that we just, you know, like, could it be as simple as bagging two rocks together? It just, we forgot how to do it, you know? Oh yeah. I well, believe I mean, that. Yeah. And you can see that through, throughout, like, Look at ancient cultures and, and how into the use of psychedelics and meditation they were and how now it's become like a taboo thing and there's all the propaganda against it saying it can rot your brains or puts hole in your brains or makes you have seizures or kills you or whatever, you know. And it, it, just just in that example alone, you can you can see how far we've come from where we used to be as a people or as a race. Yeah. It's really, it's really interesting when you find those examples. Cause that's one that's, I mean, who knows if that happened, you know, the acoustic levitation, but mm -hmm. every, you know, I hate when people say this, but and then I say it, that every culture has a myth of this, but there's a shitload of cultures yeah. that have myths of, of acoustics being the key to everything. Like, uh, there's a, there's a, I think it's in the Mahabharata, but it's, I'll just say an Indian myth. That uh, talks about how the original people, like when the earth was being created, they sang the world into existence. In you oh, know, wow. it's the power of the voice. And then if you take that reading and look at the Old Testament, you know, God spake. And that's how the universe came into existence. It's the the voice again. In in Central America, the, all the uh, that big pyramid where they killed all the people on that I'm blanking on the name right now. Teotihuacan, maybe? No whatever that one has all these weird acoustic things. Like you can clap your hands across the courtyard and it beats like a heartbeat. If you tap it, I don't know if you've ever seen videos of that. No, like to this day, if you're in South America, you go to, I think it's Teotihuacan. It's one of the really famous, you know, so famous, like fat white people can go there very easily kind of temples. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you stand in the courtyard, you just clap your hands. It bounces back at you, like resonates from across the other side oh, of the courtyard. Yeah, you're, you're talking about that. on on our show one time with the oh okay uh, remember you, you the the whole psychomantium oh yeah 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 exactly is it goes back yeah. to sound again yeah but it's yeah, I, I, yeah I just find it interesting in that yeah the if you ever watch the video I can't really look it up now but it's super interesting because you hear it reflect back at you and it sounds it's distorted enough that it almost kind of sounds like a heartbeat almost I mean. Let's face it, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but if, in, if you're in the mindset of, like, this is a sacred place, you could see, you know, you get the right chants going and you get your hands clapping. You could see yourself kind of be like, oh, this is the heartbeat of some shit, you know? Yeah. But I just wonder if that's the, in the same way that that's how we levitate stones, I wonder if that's the, the point of it. You know, like, everything is acoustics that we just kind of forgot a bit, you know? Well, yeah, sound has always been powerful, like, you know, throughout history, you know, going back to the Bible with the walls of Jericho and stuff like that. And even now how, you know, music is just sound and how we've been able to manipulate it to where it can even evoke feelings and, and stuff like that. 
I wonder if there's there's something to like melodic drumming or anything like that that kind of taps into some type of relaxation or psyche or something like that. And maybe it's not just the key for, you know, levitation and stuff like that, but maybe something deeper. Yeah, there's the other side of that. She, I mean, it's not the other side. It's part of it as well is that I've been, there's this, my brother sent me the link to it. I see, I may have talked about it on your show, but the, the, if you listen to music at like 432 Hertz, do you know this thing? No. But, yeah, I've heard of a few different things like that. Yeah. I, my number is probably wrong. I'm as dumb as it comes when anything to do with music, I'm, I'm, I remember lyrics well, but any of those words, I don't know shit about, but, uh, apparently there's this frequency that music is supposed to exist at that like makes it sound clearer and like essentially just it resonates with you better like you could just take any given take fucking abbey road and just change the frequency to that and apparently it just like hits you stronger like there's something that i don't know like a um sympathetic frequency with your brain and your emotional state and mm. apparently it's like it's can be quite powerful i, I downloaded a few songs and um it didn't really do much for me, but honestly, I have no idea if I'm doing it right or not, but. <laughs> Did you poop? <laughs> yeah, but I think that was probably just coincidental. <laughs> that was just Taco Bell. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm forever shitting myself. So, I mean, it's you can't <laughs> really, you know. It comes with old age. I mean, we're getting up there in it. Exactly. Point. Well, hey, if you think about it, though. Oh, not you yet. You still got a year, but I'm 33. I beat Jesus. Because oh, Jesus is dead at 33, and he rose back up after a couple days or whatever. But whatever, I'm still here, fuckers. Yeah, bring it on, Christ. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, uh, I guess I'll be able to to taunt as well in a few weeks. Yeah, sure. It's good, though. This is, We should join the Masons this year, 33. It's a powerful number, occult-wise. I wonder if the Masons are all hard up. They're like, yeah, 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 come in, guys. Oh, no, they are. They, I've been approached before. My brother's been approached. Yeah, no, they'll let pretty much anybody in now. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the Mason Temple in town, I mean, maybe everyone you can do it, but, like, I just asked them if I could come in and look around. They're like, oh, yeah, of course, please come in. Like, they were really excited that, like, a person under 90 wanted to go in their fucking, their, their, their playhouse. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, uh, no, you can definitely get in the, the, most of them you can kind of get in the, well, I don't know about these days, but I know, um, uh, there's a OTO temple in town, the, the Crowley, you know, Ordo Templi Orientis, uh, they're in town and they just have open seatings on Sunday. Like, they're like, they tell you what kind of shoes you should wear. Like, it's just like completely normal. It's kind of cool. <laughs> Go but, join Mike. I'm, I'm already there. I'm just <laughs> Yes. I'm broadcasting you live outside the <laughs> Mason Temple of Central New York. Yeah, they're perfect. Moloch. Oh, holy owl, Moloch. Um, weird thing. Spoilers, dude. You're giving it away. Sorry. I'm trying to be coming in. Alex Jones snuck that camera into Bohemian Grove. They all know what the the ceremony looks like now. I, I've been avoiding it because I want to join. Oh, good. I think you have to be like a billionaire to join the the... The, well, the that was step number thing. two. Step number one is getting my foot in the door. Step oh. number two is billionaire. Big and step, step number three is uh, telling you guys to fuck off because I'm too rich and powerful to deal with the likes of you. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's kind of mean. We're, we're there. I was the one that gave you the idea. 
<laughs> I mean, all right. I'll I'll sneak you in the back door. Oh, sweet. Thanks. I appreciate yeah. that. Sneak me in the back door, I'm, huh? Shout I'm out good. to Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. There's a joke for seven people. Yeah, the the whole acoustics thing is super interesting. Go back to that side of it. It's just I don't know how we can not we because I you know we're not gonna do it. But I don't know how you can like study it. Like how do you? I mean, can science? God, I sound like an idiot here, but can science science at that? Like, is there some way to <laughs> bang some rocks together and see if there's anything to it, or or is this just us being weirdos? I don't know. I think they've they've done a lot of things with sound and stuff, like you know, sonar and stuff like that. And there's even uh, weapons. You know, sounds been weaponized. Yeah, and stuff like that. So. Yes, they've they've given it a good look, but I think it—I don't know—for some reason, I think it's more of a a mystical thing, you know. Just like you know, there's been so many bands that that sucks, but they just had one great song, and I wonder if it's whatever frequencies or mixture of notes or something like that. I think it has something to do more biomechanical for humans, you know. I think it's something that uh, it's a natural, like a natural sense that we don't know how to use anymore. Well, you can even see that in with the the binaural beats, and how they they can affect your mood. They can do things to uh, maximize certain areas of your brain. I see. I've never heard any binaural beats. I I gotta take a look at that. Yeah, they're yeah, they're they're pretty weird. Like some like you can definitely with some of them you can definitely feel the effects, especially once they're over with. And you're no longer getting that input in your brain. Hmm. Yeah, I use them all the time. Like that's like anytime I try to like go like really ridiculous deep fucking you know meditation sessions, I always throw on like a open your third eye meditation or you know whatever binaural thing because I don't know if it's if it's uh, you know some kind of placebo effect. You know I've just talked myself into believing that these things work, but I really think they help a lot. Like I. I I do have a hard time at times getting into like a deep meditation, like just, you know, sitting there doing nothing. But throwing those it, things on, I don't know. It just, it feels like it's like a, a shortcut into some kind of deep, weird, you know, whatever subconscious state, whatever the hell you call it. What, do you know what frequency you use? Um, no. Um, uh, I wonder if I have it bookmarked. I, I, downloaded it it's probably uh, no i don't have it on me um what are you hearing when you're listening to these? is it just like drum and bass or is it just no it's, oh you know what actually hold on a second um this is the power of the fucking alex cast i might be able to play it for you ba, ba, da, ba. yeah here we are <laughs> nice no that's joanna newsom hold on no that's joanna newsom joanna piss off i know shut up joanna there we are Relax. So it sounds like this. Okay, yeah. Kill your parents. Kill. Kill. <laughs> Only the blood will slake your thirst. The Godhead demands it. Kill. Kill. And it just goes on like that, you know. That's crazy. Yeah, that definitely influenced me in some way. Yeah. 
you know, I kind of want to kill my parents and kill, kill. Oh, that's know. that's weird. I mean, why would you yeah, say yeah. shit like yeah, that? Something I mean, said cut your own nipples off, which I instantly took it. I was like, no, that's. Oh, I heard that part. I didn't hear the parents thing. I mean, that's just that's some Freudian shit right there. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe something's coming out. Yeah. All right, Oedipus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the no, I, I super, I, I really dig the the binaural beats. I've been, I can only speak for that style of it. They have the binaural beat thing where it's, I don't know if you played with these, Mike, where you can do the like the drug things where supposedly you can make yourself feel like you're tripping or whatever if you dial in. Yeah, I've yeah. heard about those. I've, I haven't ever had much effect with them. I used to have one that was like a, a flashing light program as well that was supposed to do that and that didn't work either. Yeah, I the the drug ones maybe it works for some people, but I got whatever less than nothing it, like it's it, it was so not like acid I actually almost started going into banking. Like it was just, it, it just, there was nothing mind fucking opening about it. It was just, oh, I'm was, listening I to something stupid. I just got annoyed that I tried it. Yeah, but I full attest to the, to the, the third eye one I listened to a lot and the go to sleep ones for some reason really work. Well, not really then work. Why don't you put them on loop so that yeah, you Yeah, sorry, can wait, let me, yeah, I forgot you know a little bit too much about me. When I say really work, I mean... In the, I don't sleep and I'm going to die soon, that increases my likelihood of sleeping by a, by a decent amount. Uh, while everything else just is, it, it's it's screaming into the wind or pissing into the wind and then just getting annoyed because now you smell of urine. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty annoying. Yeah, you know what that's like. The other one I've been working on too, as far as audio is, I'm seeing if I can bring it up here. I've been doing the lucid dreaming thing on my android phone um it's it's just the sleep for android and um they have a lucid dreaming app that when it senses you're in rem sleep it plays a noise i'm gonna see if i can play it here oh wow how does it sense if you're in rem sleep there's a uh, no it's a there's an accelerometer or whatever on the phone so Mm. it's uh it sits it it, like you lay it on the bed next to you and then and then when you you know, you stop moving around or whatever. It it says you're. I mean, I it, look. It doesn't sound like it's actually true, but um, <laughs> it it's it's I. It works as far as the lucid dreaming thing for me a little bit. But wait, let's see. Will this work? Did you hear that? Barely. No. Right, let's see if I can get it louder. This is loud because... No. No, that's oh. a horn. I feel like that would startle me out of a sleep. Well, when yeah. it's when it's low enough, you you it, you you barely hear it, and it doesn't wake you up. That's like the whole point is that it kind of your subconscious picks up on it, and and you don't get woken up. And there's two things about that. One, pretty effective. Give it the thumbs up. Sleep for Android. You may have to pay like two bucks for the lucid dreaming side. I don't know. But um, really dig the lucid dreaming part of it. But uh, the other part is if you happen to have woken up and haven't moved yet and out of nowhere, the side of your fucking face starts going, 
You are dreaming. 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 That's a fucking weird way to wake up, and it's a little creepy. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yes, tell me how to kill, Master. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Um. Beyond the, uh, that moment of there, uh, Al Carey, A L K A R I, eighty eight, was the dude that uh told recommended I should talk about the moving big stones thing. This was like a month ago and I told him I'd talk about it and I just kept spacing. That's why I made sure to tell you guys because you know how my show works and how I never actually get to the topic I'm supposed to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know about that. We we can get to the topic. It's just staying on topic. That's that's our problem. Yeah, staying on topic is overrated. Once, I mean, at least you touched on the thing you meant to. That's good yeah, enough. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, let us give, uh, if let's pretend the three of us, that it's 1997, shout out to Wicked Kinky. Hello, Wicked, Wicked Kinky. Hello. Hey, Jinx. Hello. What did you say? Nothing. We said hello at the same time. Oh, hey, Jinx. Is that yes. what that? Oh, okay. I haven't, I haven't heard that in a while. Oh, sorry. No, it was good. It kind of brought me back for a second. <laughs> yeah, and then you're not supposed to talk till someone says your name or you get punched or something, right? Yep. Yes, I know all the rules. Don't you guys worry. So, so Mike, you're out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I'm what? <laughs> Nothing. He just kicked you out. Um, Hate you guys. I didn't do it. I, you're welcome here in open arms. Hey, you said we, Alex. <laughs> I heard we. No, you said what, and I repeated what Mateo said. And Mateo said Alex. we. This was a direct quote. In fact, at the end of my direct quote, I had a tacitly implied S-I-C because... I did not want to be included in that. I just had to repeat it because I'm a fucking reporter at the end of the day. Okay. Well, if 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 there's a a, a sick in parentheses. Then... Yes. Because as well you know, the Alex cast, its number one thing is being dedicated to telling the truth about our modern world. That is true. That's why I listen. As well. It's my number one source for news. It should be because... You know, and that's why I'm woefully ignorant. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. If you, <laughs> to be fair, you should see how depressed I am when I'm up to date on fucking world events. <laughs> it's, you know. Yeah, it's a scary world out there. It's... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm much better when I just I'm just gonna learn more about Rome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't even watch TV anymore, man. At all, everything's yeah. cancer or money. Get alone here. You have cancer. Get a loan for cancer. Yeah. We'll pay you for, for cancer. cancer. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that's why I haven't had a TV in a, like I have a TV with an antenna thing. So it's fun the few times I watch it. Like when some kind of sporting thing or something is on the channels, uh, you know, that I want to watch. And I haven't seen commercials in a really long time. And the things you're talking about are much funnier when you're not accustomed to them because it's just really rude and in your face and you kind of forget how incredibly uncomfortable it is when someone, you know, it's, does your dick not work? Try this pill. And the next one up is personal mortgage loans. It's yeah, but you forgot the side effects for the dick pills before the, the crippling debt commercial. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah. May enter into crippling debt. You know, you're, you're, you may see a slight shade of blue, your high blood pressure, your penis may stop working. You may enter into a contract with the Wu-Tang Clan, chop your penis off and jump out of a window. Exactly. Did, you, did you see that story? No. This guy, uh, um, his name is like Jesus Walks or some kind of 
oh overly inflated stupid name. It's some rapper that no one knows. But he did this some work. Already good. He did some yeah. work with the uh, with the Wu Tang Clan. And when I say the Wu Tang Clan, it may be some other rap conglomerate, but I'm pretty sure it's them. Um. Well, apparently he he got a little upset. Uh, they said his talk screen was negative, but um, I guess I guess he got a little sad. So what he did was uh, he chopped his penis off and then jumped out of the window uh, of the of the hotel he was staying in and slammed into the ground and lived uh, where they carted him away to the hospital and promptly uh, could not reattach his severed penis. Oh, man. Yeah. That is not a good day. Yeah, that's a hell of a price for a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty terrifying. I've had panic attacks before. And yeah, I've never wanted to cut off my dick at I, all. I've gone as far as almost cutting my hair off. Like, <laughs> I've cut my ponytail off while in a panic attack. But I went, nah, I'll just, I'll just stick to there because it's recoverable. <laughs> never have I thought. Because if I'm going to off myself, that's one, that's not the method I'm using. Because no. And then two, no. And then three, ah, no. The, those are in that order the reasons why you don't chop your dick off and jump out of a window especially when you know fucking rizza that's pretty cool yeah no shit how high up did he jump was he like two stories or like, it was it was, was he like on a like, i think i think it was something water? stupid like that like two four maybe not even four it was something that when i heard how high he jumped from i was like oh you know maybe you could die i i don't remember off the top of my head but when i heard the story i thought okay, dumb idea, but it's not like a you're going to live every time height. So let's say third story. Where wow. he, third what he had to do was, was aim head down. Well, no, all you have to do is, is slit your wrist, walk down the street, not across the road, as we all know when we're trying to kill ourselves, just <laughs> down the nice vein. It's right there. You've got a jugular. If you're willing to chop your dong off, just pretend the jugular That's is a dong, true. and then you're good. You're not recovering from that. Very true. So everybody at home, I didn't say that. Never kill yourself. Uh, the, the 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 things expressed on this podcast are not uh, indicative of Alex LLC or er, Mateo and Mike's podcast. Uh, do not listen to me. I'm not a medical professional, but let's face it, it would be easier if you were dead. And, you know, your parents would get over <laughs> it soon enough. Um, I posted earlier today links to all of your appearances on my show. Two for Mateo, one for Mike. I remembered that the first time Mateo was on my show, Mateo, we talked about you starting a podcast. Yes. So uh, I not to not to put you on the spot, but how's it been going? <laughs> I mean, this, it's kind of weird. Like this, you went from you didn't have a show. I don't even know if you knew Mike yet. No. To this, I mean, you've got a popular show. I see people talking to you all the time and complimenting it. I I would like to know how how you're feeling after this this what's it been a year now? Not just, quite. Yeah, not quite. Almost I think a June. Year. Yeah. I just it, I don't know. It was all it was all by chance. Just Drew hitting me up and wanting me to go on the sample hour and talk about Mothman, and then uh, he was like, "Hey, you should go on Alex's show." And then I, I saw him tweet you. He's like, hey, you should have this guy on your show. And you're like, okay. <laughs> so I went on your show. And I think at some point you guys asked what my podcast was called. And I said I didn't have one. And you guys said you should. And I was like, fuck, I don't do anything all day. Why not? 
<laughs> yeah, that, that was, was. It was fun to see that. I went back and uh, having you guys on because I did want to ask you like how how you're thinking after the the first run and. I find it really amusing to look at the write-ups of your episodes. So it's Mateo does the first show, and then I think it's the second or third one goes. Mateo says we're joined by Mike. And I just <laughs> what I love the very first one we were joined by Mike. No, but your write-ups is I think the third one says we're joined by Mike. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just looking. I have no idea who was on it. I was just looking at the side ones, and it was just really funny. One, the usage of we. Because I do that too, where it's like it's this big thing, like <laughs> like the Alex cast isn't just me. <laughs> it's a weird joint by Mike. Then seeing Mike show up and just watching it go, I was like, oh, this is adorable. <laughs> well, I, I I consider myself lucky. I I mean, the first time I sat down and record anything, I must. I mean, I did it in my car with a fuck my headset for my PS3, and I must have recorded for two hours. And after I listened to it all, I had maybe about 12 minutes of shit that I would I would <laughs> consider using. And I, I remember tweeting, well, that was that idea. And and Mike and I had followed each other for a while, based on like almost like without talking to each other, right, Mike? Yeah, it was just like, I, I don't even really remember why. I just remember occasionally you commenting on UFO videos that I posted. Yeah. And then Mike said, well, what was the problem? And I said, talking. And he said, shit, I'll do it with you. And that was that. Look at that, the big man stepping in. I like it. Yeah. Which is really, it's it's really not something that I would typically do, which I still don't know why I did it. it was, <laughs> like, I'm, I, I hate public speaking. I hate putting myself out there for really anything. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, the the quiet asshole who never talks to anybody and for some reason I decided to hop on board the whatcast and so it was written yeah and, and you regretted it ever since <laughs> it's it's super weird when you say that I was just talking to someone today about that very thing I was commenting because uh, I was walking home from work on my cell phone and saying that I'm really uncomfortable talking in front of people on my phone. <laughs> It just occurred to me how incredibly fucking weird it is that I thought it'd be a good idea to start a podcast where I, it's, it makes, I'm so uncomfortable seeing people seeing me talk. I don't, I don't want to be in front of a crowd. I shake nervously if I have to, you know, actually do public speaking, not in here, but on the show it's, ah, yeah, whatever. This is easy. It's, yeah, it's really exactly. strange the way yeah, that there's, works. There's definitely an ease to it. I mean, I, I, I used to play music and. I threw up before, like I'd say, like eighty-five percent of my shows. No matter how long I did it, it didn't. It didn't matter. Yeah, but you looked That's really it. thin and good, though. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was still bloated and, <laughs> and stuff like that. It was no good. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it was. I, I'm not a big public person either. Not not talking to people. Uh, you know, I I was hidden behind a drum set most of the time. But always got so nervous just having to do something like that it does it doesn't really make sense to start a podcast either i just had nothing better to do yeah it's really weird the way that works i I, it's something i've been trying to figure out this entire time especially like anytime i go on a show that i'm not you know that i've not been on before essentially i'm always like i'm super nervous i'm like this is fucking weird like i've been doing this for like my show's been around for well over three years at this point I shouldn't be nervous talking to a microphone, but it's this weird, this arbitrary thing, the way your brain sets up, like, oh, Mike yeah. and Mateo are coming on. They're my friends. We'll just talk into microphones. Not a second bit of nervousness tonight. 
I go on somebody no. else's show that, you know, they probably have four listeners or whatever. I'm like, oh my God, I really have to make sure, like, you get all fucking, <laughs> it's so fucking weird. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. We went on um, the Paranormal Review podcast, what was it, last week, I think? Yeah, Paranormal Review Radio. I think it was last week. Maybe yeah, it was pretty re- yeah, it's recent enough. I haven't gotten a chance to listen yet. How'd that go? It went it went pretty well. I was I was really nervous beforehand though. We had we had a little bit of technical issues leading up to it because we didn't know what the Skype name for the show was, so we were trying to call their personal Skype accounts. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And they do yeah. it through Blog Talk Radio, so it's like a, a whole different animal. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh. Th- of course, we're doing this one live. Uh, as the people that are listening in the iTunes feed, I don't. Uh, that's why I've been shouting out to people and responding to the magical voices in my head, which, aka Twitter. Um, <laughs> I never really did the live thing. Well, mostly because my equipment, up until the recent change in mixing board, as you guys have listened to my show, know that my mixing board died, and you know things had to happen. But the live thing was always weird, and that Blog Talk Radio, and uh, there's a few others like that. That, you know, it's kind of based around the live listening experience. I've never done it live. So it's just kind of, it's, it's weird because I don't really know those shows that well. Cause I just feel like I'm missing out on something, you know, cause the, there seems to be this kind of thriving other show going on. Yeah. That's why I respect Anthony and Lucy from Paranormal View Radio so much. Cause they'll do the live show. Then, you know, they'll put it in iTunes. Then they put all the shows on YouTube, you know, so they're discovering everything. And they, you know, the, the, the live aspect is like an added plus because they have a cool chat room that's full of really cool people. You know, I've listened to them for a long time. You know, they, they've become my friends. It's, they do a great job at what they do, but it's cool that they have, you know, you can go to iTunes and download their show and listen to it as a podcast. Or, you know, if you're not doing anything on Friday nights, you can go listen to it live. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That was interesting. I did, I, I listened to the episode that they were on your show and they actually seemed, pretty interesting anytime people go into the field for research uh, my bullshit detector immediately goes off but they actually seem like pretty legit so that was that was kind of refreshing yeah i'm the same way every every time people start talking about like any of those shows on tv obviously are bullshit but like anytime i hear anyone talking about being a psychic or like you know any of that shit or medium or anything like i instantly have alarms going off yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I, I and I don't want to say that I don't think that that sort of thing is possible, but I don't think it's something that is like readily available for the general public to participate in. You know, have have you ever seen? There, there's this new show called Deadbeat. Um, Do they beat up corpses? Oh God! No. Yeah, isn't it the dude from uh, what movie was he in, dude? He it was with. He was in Tucker and Dale versus yeah, Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sad that that's just a Hulu show. There, I wish that would be on it's, TV. It's or a so movie. good, but it's about a guy who can who can actually talk to the dead. And in the first episode, he meets up with this this woman who who is like a John Edwards type. And uh, he, like, always thought that they had something in common because he could talk to the dead and she could talk to the dead. And then he finds out that she's a fraud and he can, like, really talk to the dead and he's contradicting her. And it is it it pretty amusing. Yeah, uh, that sounds fun. 
the only other show I saw like that, which was terrible, was the one with the with the huge cans and um and Jay Moore was on the show. That's all I remember. She was one of those she was in Scream or something, Love Hewitt, maybe is her name. Um Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, oh, the Ghost Whisperer. That's exactly the show I was talking about. Um I only watched it because I like Jay Moore. He's a funny dude. So it's like, ah, oh, you know, I'll support something that this guy is in. And uh that was tough to watch. <laughs> like that was that yeah. So uh, any kind of fiction based around, I was like, oof, this is, this is a tough sit through. Like, uh, I don't like him that much. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> so, all right. So we got a year of the Whatcast available, thewhatcast.libsyn.com, also on iTunes. Search for the Whatcast. What is next for you boys? I think we're going to do a show on uh, murder cults for next week. Apocalypse. The, oh yeah, the apocalypse yeah. that will be up there. Fuck yeah! But uh, we're also got we'll have a episode of Nerd Alert monthly up. We we missed last month, so we've got a, a lot of ground to cover this month. Did you shoehorn? Yeah, did you shoehorn in uh, Days of uh, Future Past for me? What's that? Did you shoehorn in Days of Future Past for me? What what would you like mention about it? Oh, nothing. It's just I I'm I'm sure you guys picked up on the fact that every time I'm on your show, I bring up Days of Future Past uh, to you. <laughs> oh, so you just want us to do it in your episodes? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you noticed. Like, I think I've missed one so far, and I'm you know maybe there weren't I, during the part we recorded, but I did it once and then I just found it amusing. So I just keep trying to find some way to bring it back up every time I'm on. <laughs> now I got to give it away, but uh, you know, maybe it'll be a thing. Mateo, I didn't realize you were speaking while I was talking over you. Sorry. Were you saying something? Oh no, it's okay. There's kind of a lag on my end. I believe yeah, it's fine. All right, cool. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. No reason to over explain the way this kind of crap works, but yeah, as I was speaking, I'm like, I think I hear something, but I thought it might have been me echoing. I was like, no, that that's a deeper voice. Yeah, definitely talking over someone. <laughs> so, the, yeah, so the whatcast.lipson.com, iTunes. You're not on Stitcher yet, right? No, we got to get on there. Um, I'm just going to add you to Stitcher and then just respond to their email because it's annoying you're not on there. You should be. Um, You just have to. Go submit a fucking URL, it's easy. Uh, so, oh yeah, people at home, I'm also on iTunes, on Stitcher, on everything you ever want, RSS feeds and Android. Just type in AlexCast and you'll find me. Hey, I never bring hey that Alex. shit up. Yes. Did, did you write a book? You know, it's funny. Yeah, I heard I, you did. It's funny you mentioned that. I did. Uh, I wrote a book and it's called Periphery. It's available on Amazon.com. If you want an easy way, just go to AlexCast.com and click Books, and you can click on a link there, and it'll bring you right there. It's only five bucks hey, on Alex. Kindle. Yes. Isn't there a free sample on your website? And I'm glad you asked that, too. If you click Writing on my website, tabs across the top as far as the eye can see, if your eye can only see five tabs. One says Writing. If you click that, you'll see a free sample. And I gave away the... Uh, I'm calling the first act of Periphery... Uh, on the website in a PDF completely free. And it's up till the, yeah, not to give anything away, but the, the first chunk of the book is up there. Um, you two know what I'm talking about. The second thing that happens at a tree, uh, it's right before that. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, oh, well, thank you for doing that, Mike. You're lovely. <laughs> I try. Um, yeah, I'm really, that was fun. Interesting. Yeah, what other plugs do I normally do? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, so go to alexhouse.com. Click on a bunch of shit. Everything there is good. Click on the Amazon link before you shop on Amazon and I get money and you don't have to pay extra. If you want a free audiobook, click the Audible link and you get a free audiobook. It's free and then you cancel and it's free and you keep the book. It's awesome. And um, go to the standard in Portland, Oregon, uh, facebook.com slash the standard PDX. So if you're listening in Portland, go there. If you're not listening in Portland, go there on Facebook and click like and then make an, make a comment that Alex sent you. Unless you're mean, don't do that because that's rude. And comment, leave plus reviews on iTunes for both the Whatcast and the AlexCast. More importantly, the Whatcast. Go to iTunes, five stars only. Maybe four if you're, you know, if you're, yeah, like, I'll, you I'll know. take a three and a half. Yeah, there's we no just, halves, though. We just got yeah. a, a bad one on iTunes. You guys did? But they gave us four stars, though. Yeah, they so gave us four stars. Oh, that's but fine, they yeah. Said, they said we say too many swear words. Oh, that's fine. As long as <laughs> they do the stars, that's all that matters for iTunes. They're not going to actually read the words. So, oh, okay, yeah, cool. for, right. maybe maybe people can thumbs down the review or something. I'm sure there's some other shit you can do. But the oh, important no, thing for the normal stuff, four or five stars, Whatcast, Alexcast, everybody click it, leave reviews. It's beautiful. Leave a shitty review on my show. Just make sure to click five stars. It's We'll love it. <laughs> um, Yeah, that's one of those things that people don't understand. Uh, and, well, I didn't understand either, is that iTunes is not all that much based on how many downloads you have. I mean, that's part of it, but it's new subscriptions and reviews. You know, how many you get in X number of times. So. If you people at home are fans of this show or the Whatcast, it's a good thing to do. And if you're not fans, then fuck off. <laughs> Did you just say you? Like yeah, it's what, fun. What happens if we get, you know, not us or just any, but any podcast gets a bunch of likes? Does that what does that do exactly? It, if you get it in a certain, there's like a weird algorithm that uh, iTunes doesn't. When I say algorithm, if you people out there know math. That's probably not the right word, but some kind of prefix followed by rhythm uh, that they run that figures out it's, it's essentially how many new subscriptions you get in X time period, how many good reviews or reviews at all you get in that time period. And then I think um, the probably third most is how many downloads you have. So it's some variant thereof, which iTunes doesn't let out. So you could have like a really core audience. Uh, and not get onto new and noteworthy, which is where you want to get, because then you show up on essentially the front page of iTunes when people are going to look for podcasts. So um, that's what you want. Like, I never went there because I used to be on a different um, pod. I used to be on Podomatic, and I got most of my listeners from there. And I was on I was on iTunes, but I never talked about iTunes. So once I transferred over, like, that I wasn't on Podomatic anymore, I didn't get new subscribers. There were, like, a lot of my old ones, so... You didn't get that that rush that you can get a new noteworthy and, you know, everybody loves you then and you get roses thrown at you and people hug you. And then finally, finally, your dad will stop calling you a fag. Like, it's just, a you know, everything will finally be perfect again. Wow. I didn't know it was that important. It's that important. Or, you know, whatever. It's just one of those things that you guys seem to be. Uh, well, no, you guys seem to be uh, getting a good spike in popularity right now. I've noticed. uh a lot more people talking at you on the Twitter. So now's the time that if you can get your audience guys to comment and review the show is where it's possible that you get that flux in at the time and then you get pushed into the, you know, the new and noteworthy category. And I say bad words. Sorry, guys. 
Well, that's going to happen. If you put on your Libsyn on your RSS feed that it is an, an you know, a adult content show, then there's no, uh, that's their fault. I'll have to figure out how to do that. <laughs> when you, when you put your original feed on iTunes, it was one of the questions they ask is, uh, is this a, uh, 18 and over show or something like that? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I clicked that. Yeah. Then whoever's complaining at you is, uh, um, probably a very nice person cause they gave you four stars, but, uh, uh, they, they are in fact in the wrong, unless they were just saying it's a good show, but you're, you have, you know, crutch words <laughs> that happen to be swears. Well, I mean, I don't think you guys do that, but I could see, you know, that could be a way that that, that could happen. And then it's not, you know. Yeah. No I, more Coke before the show's mic deal. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, from what I see on iTunes, occasionally you have explicit uh, next to your shows. Well, see, Libsyn just changed some shit to a new oh, format. I, <clears throat> and there's like a, like a quick upload, I guess. Some, and it, and it, it asks me when I upload it if I want it to be that. So I, I put it. But I don't use that quick upload all the time. Yeah, I, it's funny. You know, I just brought you up on iTunes to see if I see anything here. You've got episode 36, The Drunk Cast, and episode 35, Black Knight Satellite. Those are the two that's explicit next to it, and the rest of the series. Um, <laughs> and I can't speak the, for you guys, the drunk but... The cast was definitely warranted. Well, <laughs> I can guarantee you every single fucking one that says Alex on there, I know I, I said oh, well, yeah, multiple we, swears. Every episode should have it. I don't know yeah. why it should be there. I selected on you know, the option on iTunes is I say bad words. Yeah. Well, whatever. What are you going to do? So, um, oh, you know, I didn't keep account of this, did I? It's interesting. Yeah. It's probably that long. Um, yeah, I guess I feel kind of awkward. Mike, do you want me to tell you about this meditation thing? I mean, I'm interested to hear about it, but if you're, if you don't want to throw it out there, then no, I don't want to put you on the spot. No, I'd like to talk about it, but I just, I, I, you know, I kind of want to, give you guys as much talking time as possible. So it seems kind of weird oh, to no, no. transition would, into I mean, me telling really a story. Like to yeah, hear. same here. I'm definitely interested in that. I've always been interested in meditation, but I just, I can't begin to start to even do it. My brain's too active and I'm too fidgety. That is exactly why you should start doing it. I am very much that way. Um, <clears throat> for how long I've been meditating, I might be the worst meditator that's ever existed. Like, I don't know that someone could be, I, I think I, I think I tried it for the first time when I was like 14 and I, you know, I'd given up over the years back and forth, but like, I'd probably say a solid 10 years I've been a meditation practicer and I've gone from thinking about absolutely everything nonstop to I can sort of observe my thoughts, which is kind of the next, you know, what you're supposed to do to, yeah, I can still kind of observe my thoughts. Like I'm on week two of regular people's fucking meditation practice after a decade. So, but I can tell you it is helpful. So Mateo, I know it's difficult, but it is something that is worthwhile if you can start to get a little bit of a, a feel for it. Yeah, it's something I'd definitely like to get into for sure. I just have to, I don't know, find the right music or... Well, those binaural beats work really well. You you yeah, listen to the... interesting. I've yeah. never heard those, so I'll definitely try that. 
They also have the binaural beats where it's uh, they'll put it under. I don't know if you're into it, but uh, oh, I know you're into it. They do. They put it under classical music as well, which uh, helps me a lot because I actually do kind of enjoy sitting around listening to classical and usually I like reading while it's happening. But yeah, same it, here. It's not that, like at least it's something you're comfortable with. So it's like all right, instead of sitting around reading, listening to classical, I'm you know just trying to turn my mind off or whatever. So, but it's you know those baby steps are super useful. I do. Thumbs up, recommended to you and to everybody else out there in what X cast land. That's our compound like name. Yeah, well, that's the name of that's the name of our uh, chat room. Oh, is the what X cast part two? This time, it's just as personal as every other time we've talked. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a, a you know we can make it a little more personal if you want. Uh, I uh, <clears throat> when I was a little kid, I. I touched myself and I really liked it. And I've, that I've been doing it ever since. It, wow. no, it's not that personal, actually. I, I, I thought I was the only one. Well, I feel so you do this too, Mike. Yeah, but Mike, the way you do it, you actually are the only one. Mateo and I actually wanted to talk to you about that. Um, yeah. You're going to hurt yourself. Or somebody else, dude. Well, I mean... I gotta, I gotta do what works, right? Yeah, but I would say look to David Carradine and find out what can go wrong. <laughs> we can, we can build something for you to make this way safer. I've been meaning to talk to you guys about your voyeuristic habits, actually. So this, this, this has opened up a nice, nice little bit of dialogue here. I think. Let me have it. What's the problem with uh, being off I, outside? I, I just don't appreciate you guys watching me, really. really do that sort of thing you know then the invitations written in glitter and that other sticky substance are probably fucking ill sent mike yeah maybe you should open your like curtains and press your butt cheeks against the window for 45 minutes before you do it well maybe that's just what what i need to do to get ready he brings up a good point mateo it's not like he actually explicit well, he has explicitly asked us <clears throat> to do it but it's not like he really explicitly yeah the apron doesn't say anything at all. Yeah, he does say I'm bringing the meat, but I think that's just because he likes barbecue. It's true. I do like the barbecue. So speaking of coming cocks, I'll tell you about the meditation thing. Um, <laughs> so this is this is why my show will never be popular, because I like dick jokes and like really in-depth philosophical talk. Um, <laughs> it's so listeners of my show and actually your show I've talked about before I've randomly while trying to get into like a deep deep meditative I'm essentially trying to astral project or something along those lines is what my attempt is here so um may know that at one point I had this weird kind of interaction with what it kind of said was an Egyptian deity uh claiming to be Sekhmet and there were some proof uh in in heavy quotations provided and that proof did show up so interesting if you guys are interested go back and listen to previous episodes of the alex cast and i think i told that on the what cast as well maybe i know i told it on higher side chats it's the only good story i have so anyway i was trying to do that <clears throat> the other day and i was trying to just go out of audio i was actually trying to annoy one of my friends um but i know that sounds stupid but um I think it's the, the kind of mark of actually being able to astral project or like some kind of connection where somebody can later go, 
you know, the weirdest thing I could have, like, I had this weird feeling that you were going to show up and, you know, you know, when they make a reference to what you're trying to send without you telling them about it. That's one of those things where it's like almost like outside proof. Um, I'm not using the term science here because I'm fucking bonkers and we all know it. But so I was trying to do that. And uh, so I went, tried to do all that shit. And I went into this really deep other thing, which I've been in this place before. And this is years ago. And I talked about it on the old show um, where my description of it was I saw. Oh, God, this is going to be dramatic statement alert. But it's the only way I can say it is I saw what the veil of death looked like. Oh, that's so awful. Um, I literally saw like? the fabric. Yeah, what did it look like? Well, I saw the fabric. It literally felt like a kind of a almost see-through, almost like like a black see-through kind of gossamer fabric, kind of curled up at the center and kind of twisting on itself. And you can almost a little bit see the other side. And I just realized that's like the the perturbation that's the distress of passing through from this to somewhere else like that's the that's the chunk that is represented as as what we view as death not to say that's true but i've i saw something like that before so this time i saw that kind of fabric again and i was like kind of recognizing i'm like oh that's interesting that this is another thing that's that's showing up again and this time I saw this series of really clear symbols being thrown at me in almost a, you know what a, a Rube Goldberg device is? You guys seen those? Yeah. Yeah. It was almost like that or like Looney Tunes instructions, you know, like where Wiley mm -hmm. Coyote sees like Acme this plus this yeah. equals Roadrunner dinner. So I saw this thing being pressed forward. That was, it was like a comet symbol. Um, I took pictures of it. I'll put, throw it up on the website for this episode so you guys can look at it. Um, and I also... Yeah, I, I saw the picture that you drew on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, was, was that on your arm? Yeah. Well, I couldn't find any paper and I had the pen there. I, I knew where paper was, but I just, it was so fresh that I didn't want to risk. Yeah. There's a psychological thing. It's really useful if you guys ever lose something. Um, that when you walk through a doorway, your brain literally resets. It It's this weird subconscious thing that when you walk into a new room like if you've ever had that feeling when you walk in a room you're like why the fuck did i just walk in here mm -hmm. there's a direct psychological component to that i forget what the word is for it if i ever knew it but i didn't want to leave the room just in case i had something was lost so i wrote it down on my own but anyway i saw this pressing forward comedy looking really symbol like movement pressing into that same veil and above it, I saw a symbol that was obviously the sun. And below it, I saw the letter M written out. And it was written out in a... It wasn't a, it wasn't a um, zodiacal symbol. It was a different kind of M. In my head, I was thinking Archangel Michael. But that's just because I read a lot and that name comes up. And I'm not sure if I was supposed to think that. Or I just made this. That's the only part that I'm not entirely sure of is that M. I mean, the rest I'm not entirely sure of. I mean, the other, that's the one part that I think maybe that was my conscious mind thinking too much. So anyway, this comet thing is pressing forward into the veil. And this is kind of, uh, like, uh, like if you stretched rubber and you're posing, you know, this, so this is press back. 
and it pushes so far forward that it almost like kind of causes this funnel effect where this top piece, if you know what a Merkaba is, the that mm-hmm. spinning tetrahedron. Yeah. It's the universal thing of, of the sacred geometry. That's like the source, you know, the hippie word for God is that's the, the energy. That's the look of it is that when you push that way, it literally funnels into itself and becomes like a, like a pyramid, a, a, a upside down pyramid, a triangle that sloughs down into that, that press that you made from the weird comet thing pressing forward. And at that point, there's too much energy. It springs back and that comet explodes backwards. Like the back half where if you look at a comet, like where the tail would be, that shit just explodes out like a, like a seed pod exploding and pressing forward. And this is the other part that I don't know what the fuck it means. <laughs> this weird, it turned into like a C with three straight lines rating off of it. But I don't know what the fuck that means. And then kind of dissolved back into this weird thing with like either a circle or a triangle, but I couldn't see it at that point. But I was like, oh, this is like an instruction manual. Like this is how you're supposed to, this is how you contact God or the source is you have to push your energy in some comet form. And then uh, the comet bounces back and then it's, and that's my realization of, oh, this instruction manual sucks. I don't know what the fuck any of this means. (laughs) So... (laughs) I mean, I kind of get it, but it's so incredibly awkward. It, it was just one of those things where, especially in a deep meditative state, this is not the way, this is not a normal thing that it's, it stands out so heavily. And the fact there was such an instruction manual feel to it that it's like, I have to think about it more because I don't really understand what the, I mean, I understand the press into it. Like I kind of understand the overall symbolism of you have to, you know, use all your will or all of your energy to really concentrate and, you know, get enlightenment or yada, yada, that kind of thing. But I don't understand the symbols of it. Like, why do I have to be a comet that's under the sun that's above an M? And why is there a C with lines coming out of it? Like, that's the part where it's like, oh, this is something odd. But I haven't really consulted my my books of alchemical and whatever symbols that maybe some of these mean something I don't know. But yeah, that was that was new. <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. You got the instruction manual feel from it. To me, that's very that's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the the symbol that you drew when I when I saw it, um, it really that the the reason I was so interested in it is because I. It wasn't through meditation. I don't really know exactly how to um, say that I received it, other than to say that it's it was imp- imprinted on my mind somehow. But it's a a strange symbol, and it's it's I mean it's different than than the one you had, but it's got some similarities. I'll I'll send you a picture of it tomorrow, but um. It, that that's why I was so interested, just because I had this symbol, and I have no fucking clue what it was. It could have just been something random that popped into my head that just kind of resonated with me. But it was just like I just had this symbol in my head, and I can recreate it whenever. It's just since since it popped into my head, it's hasn't left. But I have no idea what the uh, what the deal with it is. Yeah, I'd like to see that. That sounds interesting as fuck. I don't um. I don't understand these things on a, on a, there's a few, there's a few concepts I don't get. I mean, I get, but I don't get is one, 
as much as I believe in some of this stuff, I also know it's, I've done a lot of drugs in my life. So like, and let's be, I literally am insane. Like I take pills to make myself not die. So I do understand that there's a lot of this that I have to take with a grain of salt, but it's weird when seemingly abstract information that you didn't know previously is pulled back from that place. That's hard to explain, you know? Yeah, I I agree. And, and, and same with like, uh, shared experiences like that or, or, or shared dreams or anything of that nature. It's, I think that it's like, I, I understand that it's a weird occurrence and I try not to put like a lot of significance on it, but it's, it's just like really weird to me, you know? Yeah, it is super odd. I don't, yeah. I just don't want to like make it seem like that it's more than just, Oh, I, I had a dream with somebody. Like I don't want to attach any sort of meaning to that because I don't know exactly what it means. So I, I don't want to say that it could be evidence of something or maybe just coincidence. I'm not, I'm not ready to really write it off in either either book i guess yeah even when the evidence something there's a i try to retell a story from robert anton wilson uh if you guys haven't read him he's one of the most fucking brilliant writers in the weird community that ever existed the guy's and the guy's a hero um i'm straight but i would have fucked him while he was alive wonderful man (laughs) and uh he was talking about how so uh, i'm gonna get most of the details wrong but in that i'll tell the right story um he was uh, during, so he was 60 something. So let's say the Korean war, he was sitting around while, um, it, uh, the boys were off in the Korean theater fighting with his parents. And he asked the Ouija board in the house, his mom and his, uh, his aunt asked the Ouija board in his house when the war will end. So they say the date, October 5th. And when I say October, I don't know what the fuck date any wars ever ended. So, but miraculously, the date that they said was the exact day that the Korean War ended. So Robert Anton Wilson is, of course, as a little kid, fucking amazed, like, whoa, this is, this is amazing. This is proof right here of something beyond. So years later, uh, uh, Robert Anton Wilson's in college and he's talking to a, uh, a professor, um, I think like a math or sociology professor or something of that ilk. And he tells the, so tells the professor the story and uh, the professor kind of walks him through it and he goes, well, Robert, that is an interesting story, but let's do this. How many Ouija boards do you think are in, uh, in the United States? And he goes, I don't know, you know, 500,000 or whatever. And he's like, well, all right. How many of those do you think someone asked uh, what day the war will end? And he goes, I don't know, probably, you know, you need 200,000 or whatever. And it's like, all right, well, so there's 365 days a year. So one out of every 365, you know, maybe multiplied by two is going to get it right. So you would expect something along the order of 10,000 people to have gotten a correct answer off their Ouija board of when the war ended. Now, do you still think that's an interesting thing that happened to you? And it's one of those like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Because you don't think about it that way. Because that is like, this is miraculous. There's no way this can happen. But you don't think because 
yeah, there's probably a million other people that saw something in their dream that didn't turn into something. So, but we're so, we're biased by the fact that we saw the the right answer from the Ouija board and didn't think, oh yeah, it probably is. Yeah, I'm probably, there's 10,000 of these stories out there, you know, and no one tells the story that it didn't happen. So there we, you know, now we're, now we sit going, well, I saw this shit in my brain. There was a comet going into this void and I'm fucking all into it. But really, how many other people saw that same shit and just either didn't take anything from it or were smart enough not to announce it to the world? That's a great point. That's Robert Anton Wilson's the fucking shit. Read uh, Quantum Trigger, uh, Volumes 1, 2, and 3. Wonderful stuff. I definitely will. Yeah, he's all uh, he's nonfiction. He's, uh, yeah, he's he's really a great way to view some of these topics in a, he's super open to some of the weirdness. Like he saw um, uh, the mezcal god of South America dance in front of him. Like he's, so he's, he's had weird shit happen. He's a fucking weirdo magnet, but he's also super smart about some things. But, uh, if you ever heard of the Discordians, uh, you know, Hail Eris, Hail Discordia, that's, he was part of that. He wrote the, um, the, uh, Illuminatus trilogy, which you may have run into in your, in your weirdness travels. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's uh, super, yeah. Robert Ington Wilson, everybody. Um, if, if, if anything in my life that I can tell you is, Read Periphery by Alex Bolin, and then when you're done with that, read Robert Anton Wilson, uh, Quantum Triggers, Volume 1 through 3. <laughs> the Illuminatus Trilogy is also quite good, but it's really long, and um, as mind-blowing as it probably was in the late 60s, early 70s, or whatever it came out, not as mind-blowing nowadays that we have fucking electronic trip devices on our fucking computers we have in our pocket, so it's... It's good and you can read it, but it's a little for me with the time has passed a little bit on that guy. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Indeed. So <laughs> let's see if anybody said anything on Twitter that I have to respond to before we go. It doesn't look like it. Uh, you guys see Venture Bros hit Netflix? Um, Did it? I th- wasn't it always on there? Not that I knew of. Is that the one like kind of Johnny Quest characters, like cartoons yeah. and the there's that one strong yeah. guy that fucked Bigfoot? <laughs> That's actually yeah. I I've whatever year the see the the guy fucked Bigfoot. I don't even know if he actually fucked it, but like whatever that Bigfoot yeah. episode was was the last time I saw that show, but I thought it was amusing. It's one of Yeah, it's pretty good show. show. Yeah, I've never the seen Vincent Price character next door. Love that guy. Yeah, I don't really know that one. <laughs> I mean, I've seen a bit. I liked it, but um, that's one that I know I would like if I watched more. But um, I've also heard the um, Archer, is it called? Or is that the Green Arrow show? No, Archer's the... The cartoon one. Archer's the one from the guys that did Frisky Dingo, if you've ever seen that. No, I don't... I really know nothing. But I heard Archer I would like. And Flippy and and the dog, dog face and Ice Castle. There's some... There's an ice giant in the show. Um really shitty looking dog cartoon everybody likes it that gets high someone say the name oh god uh no idea. twitter ooh, ooh. adventure time adventure time oh yeah yeah, yeah. that adventure time's awesome uh, yeah it's a pretty good show yeah these are all the ones on my list of if i ever get my head up my ass and start writing more often that i can devote my leisure time to watching and i have not but i will eventually and by that of course i won't we all know that 
<laughs> At least you're honest. I want to watch it. Just I, it's I one if I really like it, I'll end up fucking devouring it, and I know I'm gonna waste like a week, which is yeah. fine if I'm like somebody that writes you know two thousand words a week. I'd be fine with blowing a week because it's like ah, I'll just make it up next week. But my fucking slow ass pace. I'm the same way. I, I sometimes I just avoid Netflix like the plague. Yeah, I don't, I don't have time to watch all that shit. I'd love to, but I'm a fan. I can't fall asleep to silence. So like I'll regularly fall asleep watching like a documentary or something on Netflix. Hmm. Yeah, I always I go to sleep uh, listening to uh, Mike Duncan's The History of Rome podcast. It uh, because I've heard it all before, so it's not like it's gonna really keep me up. But it's interesting enough that I'm not just laying there trying to go to sleep. I'm kind of paying attention. But I also know what's going to happen next. Uh, but though I do find myself only focusing on certain areas of Rome that I'm more familiar with because I don't want to fucking get all interested. You've mentioned yeah, that part. Has the background. Time. Yeah. Oh, no, I mentioned it because I that's my going to sleep thing. You know, it's yeah, this. Yeah, I have to listen to that one. I, I love that thing. It's it's so good. It's If you ever try to read Roman history, which I, I, I mean, it's not something that I think a lot of people do these days, but it is holy fuck balls boring from the guys that like wrote the history back then there's just just pages of conversations between people that don't that affect the outcome but not really it's like if you've ever hung out with a friend that told a story that you could tell in a minute and a half and he takes eight and a half minutes where it's just all those details and he thinks he's being engaging and everybody else is just kind of white knuckling it waiting for them to shut up <laughs> that's what most Roman historians sound like. And this dude, Mike Duncan, like just chomps it down, throws out everything. It just gives you the, like, it's in depth, but it's just the bare bones in depth. And it, oh, it's so relaxing. It's like, oh, I don't have to hear about the conversation between Bodica and fucking Schmitz Schmitz. And, you know, oh, it's so nice. <laughs> yeah. So Robert Anton Wilson and Mike Duncan's The History of Rome. Um, so you guys are, as we said, the what cast dot lipson.com you are the whatcast on itunes at the whatcast at direct face at last bone stands and everything we talked about on the show tonight most of which i'll forget about but the stuff i remember i'll write up in the notes for this episode which i'll include a picture of the random thing i drew on my arm as well as all the contact information for the lovely fellows who are nice enough to take time out of their otherwise empty and meaningless lives to come on the Alex cast and finally do something worthwhile. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I feel much. much better for it. Uh, you should, really, because uh, you have been... I'm going to go so far as to say kissed by the presence of something greater. And that's something <laughs> that you could take home and remember when the... Ale- when the you know, I keep fucking it up, the Apocalypse finally sweeps down upon the universe and everything is engulfed in a blood of flames and blood. Um, something. I don't know. I'm not really good at this whole <laughs> end of the world shit. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for having us on, Alex. It's always a joy to talk to you, buddy. Yes, I was happy to have both of you on. I'm glad I got the Wattcast on this show this time. Um, anything else you want to tell my audience before you go? Most of our downloads come from where you're at, so thank you, all of you. Oh, really? You get a lot from Portland? 
Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, probably probably half of our U.S. audience actually. Yeah. All right, fucking Alex Cast represent. I'm not saying that's yeah. all me, but I'm uh, I'm hey, way to go, audience. I rarely compliment you, but I'm glad you fucking popped over to the watch class. <laughs> but now I also realize where my audience went a little bit. So, yeah. <laughs> note to self: only get shitty shows on my show. <laughs> <laughs> Next week on the Outcast, the host of uh, Welcome to Night Vale. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite things you ever had time to do. I, that the was the second it started, boring. I was just rolling and laughing out loud. And it just got better and better and better. <laughs> yeah, the, my, the, the very gratifying thing I had. And one guy didn't get back to me, so I hope, uh, who was just on the show last episode, Monkey Manage Eden, who wanted to, he's like, oh, I got to listen to the show just out of a morbid curiosity. And I'm like, Oh, fuck. I hope I don't turn anybody on to this show. But one person that listened for the first time, and I don't remember his name. It was just somebody that emailed the show, just emailed in to say that I was right. And that was beautiful. <laughs> they just went, I never heard Welcome to Nightville, so I just wanted to see what you were parodying. <laughs> and I listened to a few episodes, and you're so right, and just completely agreed with me. It was like, oh, that warmed my heart. My my <laughs> complete hatred for something was, was, was bolstered by the email from one person. <laughs> But thank you for knowing that. Well, thank you for listening, both of you. More material. Oh, no, I love your podcast, man. That's I remember uh, a while back you had Mike on and me being such a big fan. I just was sitting here listening to it, kind of like, holy shit, that's Mike talking. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah, which is rather odd considering you've been on <laughs> twice previous. But yeah, <laughs> it's still one of the first podcasts I listen to. Yeah. Well, no, I appreciate that. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad for the listenership, and I'm glad for the friendship, most of all, between both of you. Ah. Thank so, you, sir. To be fair, I like and one of you. I like one of you slightly more, so you guys can fight it out, figure out who it is. All right. Fight to the death. Yeah. Star Trek style. Do that. And get up. Yeah, some kind of bat laugh blade, even though that's next generation. Okay, now I know why I've never had sex in the past decade. Cool. All right, so uh, <laughs> thanks, guys, uh, very much. I'm going to try to figure out how to hang this up and not lose the thing. Though I'm recording in two different ways. So now that I think about it, what I just said was stupid. So uh, thanks. Uh, thank you guys for listening uh, live, though everybody already hung up. <laughs> so, but if you listen, if you were listening to part of it and listen later, uh, thank you. And especially Wicked Kinky, because at one point, I forget what she said, but she made some reference to her doing some kind of sex act on her show while we were talking about what we were talking about. And I had a hard time keeping it together because it was quite funny. Yes, um, I saw that. That is fantastic. We love you, Wicked Kinky. What, You're always awesome. Wait, now I want to find out what she said because the rest of the audience, uh, wait, there's, it's, okay, audience, no, I'm sorry. You're going to have to deal with this, but, uh, where the hell was, she said one fucking thing, like what she was in the middle of doing and it just fucking was retardedly funny. Something about beads. Oh, that was it. Yeah. She, thank you. Yeah. She made some <laughs> reference to that she just, uh, uh, something wait, where the fuck is it? you made some reference to like having just put in yeah putting beads deep and uh with a winky face uh so i just i just love the idea of like a bdsm <laughs> performer putting fucking i i'm gonna assume anal beads but it might be the other side uh while listening to the show and then commenting to us uh it's fucking funny well, do, yeah. <laughs> love that girl yeah yeah way, way to go kiki that's that's a, that's a hilarious thing and i need to point that out all right we're done talking good for you guys and good for me so both of you have a wonderful, fun-filled evening. Uh, everybody at home, uh, be 
on the lookout and on the lookout feel free to pester the fuck out of at last bone stands for a certain audio recording that he owes me at some point soon everybody remember at last bone stands tell him he owes alex things and bother him feel free to send him pictures of diseased genitalia until he does it. Ooh. By the time that they hear this, you will all already have it in your possession. So. Uh, the reason I said it that way is because earlier today you said that it was coming to me at some point soon, so I thought it would be safe <laughs> to uh, d give the random warning that can't be uh, uh, things. Yeah, let's stop talking. Cool. Thanks, guys. Uh, have a good night, <laughs> and I will post this soon, and everybody enjoy yourselves. Good evening.